This is the Real Life Podcast with Kurt and Katie Adkins. We believe everyone has the ability to create the life they desire. On today's episode, we are going to be discussing our purpose. This is Season 1, Episode 24. Beautiful day in the flathead. A little windy, but beautiful. Especially uh, since today's a day off for us and in our hectic time of the year where we, you know, do most of our volume in our business for, you know, this six-month period. It's definitely been an interesting few days, you know, with everything going on in the world and all the people coming out one way or the other about it and, you know, pretty pretty interesting times for sure. Never thought I'd be living in this where things were like this. Yes. It's it just every day I wake up and it's just a little more interesting how things are. And it's not a judgment or criticism. It's just kind of an unknown. And it's very interesting. I made a decision at the start of COVID to get off of Facebook and kind of, I've been really happy, haven't been tuned into the news, and it's very interesting when people fill me in on what's going on. Just it's one of those things that you can't make it up. We could have never predicted that we would be here. It's sad that this is where we're at, and what we have been talking about is it was kind of the perfect recipe to create this storm with putting restrictions on people telling them they have to stay put, that they can't associate. When we're born to associate, we're born to have relationship, and we function a lot better doing relationship. Solitary confinement really is a form of torture. And when you think about people, I think of my mother-in-law who lost her spouse and how she kind of went through quarantine. Granted, we talked to her on the phone, you would, and your brother, and stuff would go and stand on the porch and there, you know, she would be in the house and have communication with her, but still there's something to relationship and this recipe of first, we're going to tell everybody that they need to stay in their house. And then we're going to put all this fear out there. And then a revolution type situation starts to happen. That's in a lot of people just comes bellowing out of them and, you know, it's that stir crazy concept or whatever, and you lock something in a cage for long enough and they, they get out and they don't know how to respond and, and all the anger and all the resentment towards everybody and everything that they, everybody that they think's wronged them or treating them poorly in their life is just coming out sideways. And, uh, you know, we live in a, in a community of a hundred plus thousand people, but it's not a major city. And, it's still interesting here. It's very interesting. There hasn't been any looting, but it's it's weird. It is weird, and it's not even so much the... It's almost like any all of us have them, so it's not... This is just an objective, me giving myself the ability to be a little vulnerable and say that we're all... Nobody's unique. We're all humans, and we all experience the same emotion and the same emotion roller coaster. And so it's almost like every unresolved issue was be being able to come to light 
when we're stir crazy and sitting in our house. And so naturally I think, and then all the fear and the propaganda and not knowing what the media is telling us, if it's actual, if it's factual, seeing such extremes and such polar opposites on both ends of the spectrum in every direction. It's just, I mean, I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked by any means that this is a state that we're in. I'm saddened and I'm like, man, if anybody, if people could just know, how loved they are. This is kind of a build off of the last one that we did on the equality. But if people could really just go, you know, even though my, even though my ancestors were jackasses, even though they did not know what they did. So they did a lot of things wrong. It doesn't mean that we have to live in that. And it doesn't mean that we have to. And even if they knew what they were doing was wrong, they still did it. Right. But it doesn't, but it's like, wouldn't it be great if everybody could just come to a place that, Right now, in this very moment, we're just going to drop down all of the anger and we're just going to unite in humanity. And that's what I keep. And I keep going, man, I I think I live in a world where rose-colored glasses are great. And Kurt and I talk about this all the time, that wouldn't it be amazing if we didn't, we just said, whatever, it is what it is. Let's just move forward and all grow together in love rather than continuing to throw gasoline on the fire and it's not just gasoline it's anything that's flammable because anybody who feels like they're not being heard is now finding a reason to be heard and that just to me shows that we're in a culture where narcissism and thinking about ourselves runs rampant and true healing happens when people have the chance to have their voice heard and that there's just a lot of voices right now of hurting people that need to be heard and it's, I find it interesting that it can't just be a protest of equality. It now has to, you have to bring in every side of it. And I'm like, I keep saying only in America do we have, you know, AK-47s and AR-15s being walked around at protests where one person's protesting Guarding one monuments thing. monuments and stuff. Three other people are protesting something else and everybody's sign says different things. And it's just because there's so many people who just want their voice to be heard. And what I see in that is we just really need to have a conversation and just validate that we all want the same thing. And that's acceptance. Right. Love. Feelings are real. And so if they feel that way, that's real. It's right. not mostly, it's not manufactured or pretend. No, it's, but it's you know, like, because we live in a community that's, you know, not as diverse, I guess, as a major city, it's, you know, the, what we've seen in some of these issues are significantly less, but, you know, we do have it here and we've had it our whole life. And so we've seen this, it's just polarized after all this, uh, being locked up, everything's polarized and magnified and the extremes. And it's, you know, a lot of it's the extreme of being, uh, you know, everybody wants to be included. Like Katie just said, everybody wants their voice heard, but it's all because we come from we come from a uh, unique situation where we came from a, you know, spirits or whatever, God. And, you know, we're born out of that amazing love and we were included in that. And then over time, it's like we're included, but you're excluded. And so the exclusion part of hate, like, look at me, my my thing's bigger than your thing or or my it's, thing's better than your thing. It's or just crazy. My thing's shinier than your thing. And it's kind of like, no, we all are just 
we all have things and our whole desire is to have the same and that's inclusion and that's love. And if we can meet everybody with compassion and acceptance and uh, love, then, you know, the world's going to change. And until then we, you're going to continue to see this and, you know, neither of us are perfect at it either. So we're learning through the process of how to be compassionate and how to be understanding when we don't necessarily agree with a stance on certain things, we don't have to agree. Right. And I know that we've both experienced, we've experienced this in our business for years, but it's been more apparent this last year, just because we're rolling out of quarantine 2020 or COVID or whatever you want to call it. It's been very interesting. And we've had employees actually say, man, sometimes you guys just listen sometimes people don't even talk about really having their house painted. Sometimes it's just about life. And it's just how, how awesome is it that we have the ability to go and paint somebody's house. And if they feel that they need to get something off their chest or they feel that they need to share something that we have the ability to listen and to meet them where they're at and to just give them the chance. Because a lot of times people just want to be heard. They just need to get it out. And so it's been very interesting this last couple of weeks where we've both had situations that aren't business and painting related at all. But at the end of the day, we both, when we come back together and communicate, it's kind of like, yeah, but they just needed to bounce that off and get it out of their head and out of their heart and into the air so that it could just be free. And so our hashtag in life lately has been join the discussion. When we started that hashtag, we had no idea what 2020 was going to look like because it was kind of on the new year the end of 2019 where we started to have this conversation but really what we've learned what what if our book what if really talks about and really the way that Kurt and I truly try to live our life today is purpose Mm -hmm. what is our purpose not only collectively as human humans and humanity but individually and what we continue to have over and over and over solidified deeper and deeper and deeper is our purpose is to live in love and experience peace and joy. Right. And I was just thinking, I have a childhood friend whose dad just recently passed away and he was a school teacher as well. And, you know, he used to teach all his students and, and all of my friend Jeff's friends, you know, he would tell us all the time, you all have a bestseller to write. You can all write a bestseller. And it just, after he passed away, I realized that the bestseller was, you know, isn't necessarily writing in the book, but actually having the best life possible that your individual life can be the bestseller. And when you, so, you know, what is our purpose to have a bestseller, to live a bestseller, to have such a great experience in life that, that, you know, you could write it out and it would be a bestseller, but it's because you live in security and peace and joy. And then everything comes in abundance of those categories. Right. And everything follows. And we just try to encourage people. You know, we have an ongoing conversation with our employees. We have friends that we have this ongoing conversation with. Kurt and I are constantly having this conversation. And it's like, it's the whole analogy of when you meet somebody in their youth and they've got all these things that are just, oh, I want to do this and I want to do that. And I want to go and I want to create and I, I want to fulfill this dream and that. And then, life continues to happen and things get heavy and they don't have anywhere to put that heaviness. And so it just continues to build and build and build. And then you can run into them a decade later and they're a totally different personality 
because of the weight of the world suffocating him out of the peace and the joy and the security and the serenity and the flexibility and the ability to live in love and create hasn't hasn't been pulled out and it hasn't been molded and and played with and entangled you know like i just see entanglement like kurt and i we make it our we really talk almost daily about making sure that we're intentional about continuing to be right now be like in the current like i understand the state of the world is really in knots right now but what are you and i experiencing right now what feelings and emotions and things do we have happening in our life that we're able to continue to dive in and create more and more and more. And the more that we are intentional about staying right in our current events of our life, the more abundant joy, peace and security we have. And the more that we have depth with our friends when we're constantly encouraging and or listening and giving feedback or, or being critiqued or whatever. I mean, it's just an ongoing fluid conversation of really we're meant to be fluid. We're not meant to just stand and just catch all the concrete that the world's pouring and try to hold it because it won't do anything except for cause a a cast. It'll cast a mold around us that gets very stiff and doesn't give us the ability to move in any direction and paralyze us. We're not meant to do that. We're meant to be fluid. We're meant to communicate. We're meant to embrace challenges, go towards exciting things create and live with a purpose so that just like Kurt said, his teacher, Harry taught him so that we can look back on our life and go, you know, that really was a bestseller. Right. And the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. And the enemy is any, any naysayers, anybody telling you that you can't create and live the life that you desire. So anytime that that's the enemy, it's not necessarily the person, but it's their wrong belief about, you know, what you're capable of. And, you know, that will still kill and destroy and will, and you will have decades or years go by in your life or even months or days even where you're not living with the idea that you can create and live the life that you desire because somebody continue, somebody in your circle is telling you you can't live that way, that you're not capable or just be realistic or, you know, so what's our purpose? To some degree, it's to share that with people that they can live and enjoy their life. And I think that's everybody's purpose is to just that's spreading love right to turn the you can'ts into the what if what if this was possible what if i actually could do that what would it look like if i decided that instead of staying in this concrete mold that i was going to go out and i was going to start to explore and a long time ago i read a book and i think it was titled mud people and it talked about this dark it was kind of like this uh, inner working forest community of people that it was very, very, you know, lots of shrubs and lots of uh, kind of jungle coverage. And there was no like springs of living water. There was no fluid rivers flowing through. And it was just, they all had the belief that they just had to stay there. And so the, the, the thickness of the mud continued to hold them and and close in their world and close in their breath and close in their life more and more until one day somebody was like, there's actually light out beyond the forest. What happens if we actually go out there and explore? And when they got to the edge and they looked beyond the, right, they actually saw the forest through the trees. They saw the most amazing river of fluid water 
and they were like, oh my gosh, we can embrace it and we can be free of the stuff that holds us hostage. And that's the same thing with the life and the association and what's going on right now. Currently, I've been thinking about that a lot. Currently, if, if I, I know myself well enough because I've done this before, if I choose to engage in the news and the media multiple times a day over and over and over again, I'm back to living my life as a mud person without the ability to escape and adventure on beyond the trees. I, I lose my ability to see the forest through the trees. Living in this place right now where Kurt and Is I are that, constantly dialoguing. Can I ask you a question? Is that because of fear or anxiety or worry or what? what well, I, all the, all the above. I talk about, you know, September, when September 11th hit, I was already at a pretty, uh, paranoid state in my life. I was coming out of playing in the wrong playgrounds and believing the wrong things about myself. And so substance and chemicals were kind of running rampant through my system. And when September 11th happened, I remember all the news and the imagery over and over and over and over and over. And I know anybody who experienced September 11th experienced that. And I mean, we all experienced it differently. They experienced it differently, but you could see, oh my gosh, CNN's running it again, or Fox is running it again, or CBS or MSNBC. There goes that imagery again. There goes that imagery again. Three or four times an hour, they would reshow and paralyze them instead of it, and it just paralyzed a whole nation in fear because we were all traumatized by those and then, images. And then we reacted in fear. And then we reacted in fear, and it's the same kind of deal. And so I had a friend and a mentor in my life at that point say, "What if?" you just chose not to engage in the news and the media. What if you tried for a day and it was huge because I was so engulfed in it and we didn't even have social media like we have now back in 2001. And so to really think about that now it's even more because anytime one, I mean, we can all get notifications on our phone right now that show us imagery over and over and over again. And I remember the first day because I was paralyzed with fear, the thought of driving my car the thought of, you know, going anywhere further than my neighbor's house, it was all because the weight of the world was sucking me down and sucking the life out of me. And so at that point, I made the decision. I really haven't gone back on the news and media kick since then, except for I have seen there's been times at the gym when the TV's on or there's been moments where I've been like, I heard that this is happening, so I'm just going to check it out and I check it out. And then I'm like, that's why I stay away from the news and the media because it paralyzes me and I'm not immune to it. And so that was kind of the long answer, but it was definitely fear. It was definitely worry. It was definitely anxiety. Which are all probably all tied together, I guess, in some ways. And it was the, it was the belief that I wasn't secure in my own oneness, the true, root of that was that I didn't know that I was okay. And so I found it easy to get addicted to everybody else's drama and chaos rather than being in my own world, living my own life and experiencing my own reality. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, it's just interesting how when we're in those places in our life, how we can, some, uh, some events in the world can polarize how we're personally feeling. And, and cripple us, really. And right now I keep thinking of, I, I honestly keep thinking America's in a total trauma response right now because 
the it's not like and the, probably the whole world. Well, the and when you hear what's happening in Hong Kong and you hear what's happening in London and you kind of see the ripple effect, it is because everything is can cause mass imagery can cause mass hysteria. Uh, you know, high pitched screaming and torture type music can cause hysteria if you listen to it enough and you listen to it long enough. That's why they use that in certain mm-hmm. torture situations. And so when I the, and and like I'm, they did in Waco, Texas, we watched a interesting documentary movie on that and that was about dark. David Koresh and them and and it was and dark. none of them were good and none of them were you didn't right. leave feeling really healthy after but it's worth watching that. on Netflix just to see how insane people of power and control can get on both sides of that equation right and I'm only using this because this happened to me last week as I was at the gym and I was on the treadmill and I turned the power off on the tv because I don't want to see the news and all of a sudden the news, the TV, it must be on a timer. It clicked on and this image that happened, this happened three or four different times. And the image was one of the images of a police officer with the older gentleman knocking him down. And seeing that one time was enough to put me into nausea and hysteria. And it happened three or four different times. And finally I was like, I can't do this. And the whole, and at that moment I realized that some people are sitting and they're watching an hour of the news and that image is flashing over, over and, and over and over. And it's putting, I mean, if it put me in that kind of a situation, I wasn't attached to that situation. Then what's it doing for the five-year-old kid that's just trying to come and ask his parents to, you know, potty it's train a, him. It's really a form of brainwashing. Right. You know, I, I think there's a lot of studies done on it, actually subliminal messaging. When you see something over and over and over, it creates, it's like, here's an example you know, cause we're painters and we're painting contractors. I find it interesting that we paint a lot of, you know, we paint a lot of people's houses and different things. And you start realizing the colors that they pick are maybe on a house down the street that they drive by every day that subconsciously they, they really enjoy it or, you know, even a half a mile away or something, but something that would be in their route. Right. You know, or in the interior, some, some colors just come and it's based on their subconscious. That's just their subconscious. That's what they like. They don't even know necessarily where they're getting it from, but that's the same concept of creating fear. So if you're told, man, <laughs> this is happening, this is happening. And I think even in the pandemic stuff, I think to some degree, obviously it's real to some degree though, it's, it has been caused by movies and stuff over the last 20 years that have gotten this idea that this virus was going to come into the world and wipe out a whole bunch of people. And there's several movies been made about that kind of concept and they're all fear driven and a lot of them were major hits and subconsciously. So then people start thinking, Oh, there's going to be this virus that's going to wipe us out. You know, we were at Costco today and I thought it was really weird that there was bucket of some sort of grain or something some food stable food and it said up to 25 years of shelf life it's like what i know you were shocked (laughs) you were it's like what are we gonna are we worried about you know because i'm not under the belief that the earth is going to be destroyed and that there's some crazy uh radical second coming or you know this guy on a horse is going to come down with a sword. And I think that's totally asinine. And I think it's crazy. I think because 
God is a hundred percent love and a hundred percent compassion and a hundred percent caring and a hundred percent. He that's to me, that's, it's unrealistic and it's in a totally a violation of the God that I've gotten to know, you know, that Katie and I wrote about a lot about in our book, what if, and it's certainly in contradiction of a lot of different people's religious views, but it's our own experience of the God of love that we met and the experience that we had with who we consider the creator of the entire cosmos. So then in that we've sort of had this revelation that, um, we're not just puppets on a string getting controlled and stirred and like bad every, things are like running. everything's planning out. And you, you're so, running this thing. so if, if you were, we were talking about purpose and what are, what is your routine, so to speak of making sure that you stay on purpose because we can all end up going, well, that road looks like it's clear and I'm going to take that and it always leads to destruction. What is, you know, well, what are some of the things I do? Well, I just take time during out the day and realize and really meditate on the idea that I've been designed to create the life that I want and what is the life that I want and how does it look and how does it feel and what's the experiences I get to have along the way. And, you know, my beautiful bride here is evidence that I, I get what I desire. And, you know, it's just for me, that's what it is, but it's also totally stripping myself of any crazy religious um, boundaries. So I, if I listen to music that has a swear word in it, you know, says shit or fuck or any of that kind of stuff, I don't necessarily think, Oh man, I, I can't listen to that. Or if it talks about sex, I don't really care. I just enjoy that. And so I've taken those blinders off in my life and just experienced life for what it is, you know, so you'd say you have a fluid life? I have a very fluid life. And 99% of the time, I'm living the life that I desire. And that 1% of the time that I'm not, it's easy to get it's easy to get back into what I want to live like. Right. And the one thing that Kurt and I have found in having the strength in numbers, and I know some of you guys don't have anybody in your life yet that can encourage, excuse me, and you can, and they can kind of be your springboard to pull you back. I'm blessed that I have Kurt and a few other people in my life that can kind of go, wait a minute, Katie, you're back. Where are you? What's going on? Why are you, re re why are you responding from that place? Because you've gotten past this and you're no longer that person. And that's, you know, the significance is, is that you're this person and you're, you know, successful and you're worthy and you're beautiful and you're blessed and all these things. I have a group of people who will remind me if I'm in that 1% downer Debbie day. And I love the fact that I can, say when my boyfriend gets a little stressed, I can usually tell and I can just say, okay, what are, what's the filter? What's causing this reaction to happen? Because I know that it's really not this situation and we're able to talk about it and we're able to communicate and we're able to remind each other that our purpose is to live in love, to experience joy and to just continue to go out and embrace and create so that we have that bestseller experience. Right, experience the life that we desire. And so our encouragement for all the listeners right now is to, you know, be open to the fact that there are people out there who want just what you want. In fact, I think, I don't think I'm even naive in saying this, but I think all of humanity wants the same thing. And it just takes the culture to start to emerge for this ripple effect and then, uh, what do they call it when you critical mass to happen to when then it is an outpouring and an overflowing into all areas 
you know, like I think of the microwave, it took what once ten percent of the population right, bought a microwave. Critical, she's explaining the critical mass theory. Wasn't it once ten percent of the people bought a microwave? I think then so quickly it became quickly it became ninety. 100%. 90 to 95 percent and then really fast it became 100 percent and so it's the same thing right now with this once you get to a certain point message and inclusion same with cell phones same with tvs same with cars right. same with with all computers same and with you can apply smart it phones you can apply it to the very definition of purpose it's do I am I surrounding myself in a place where i'm hitting critical mass and then all of a sudden the transformation is going to happen am i pouring enough good news into me that eventually critical mass is going to happen. And then all of a sudden it's just going to naturally erupt. And that's kind of the equation is continue to renew our minds, continue to guard our heart and continue to surround ourselves with people who are going to remind us that we are no longer defined by whatever our past experience was. And that each day we continue to go out and do live in love, experience peace and joy, go out and live on purpose we're rewriting our history and we're giving ourselves deeper roots into this awesome experience we can have in life rather than getting paralyzed and thinking, Oh my God, this is it. This is the end of the world. I think that the, you know, as a national guard, all the things that I've heard, you know, all the warnings that people heed and throw out there with everything that's going on. And right now I just say is our, what I need to be intentional on doing. And I know Kurt, also is intentional is we continue to pour good news and renew our minds so that we don't get totally shaken by the stuff that's going on in the outer world. And our encouragement to you right now is to have that same type of an experience of reminding yourself that you are loved, reminding yourself that you are worthy, you are blessed. We're here to tell you that everything that you desire and everything that you want out of life, it's already there. You just get to walk into that experience and, and experience the fullness of it. If you want, you know, sorrow to be changed to joy or depression to be filled with love, then you have the ability to renew your mind and go, I am loved. I am okay. Right now in this very moment, nothing is shaking me to the core. I might feel out of sorts, but I am right now perfectly and wonderfully made. And so are you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Blessings. If you like what you heard on today's episode, please share it, rate it, review it, and post it on social media. Also, you can check out our book, What If? 15 Topics Worth Discussing for Lifelong Happiness by Kurt and Katie Adkins. It's available in paperback and Kindle on Amazon.com. Thank you for joining us. We look forward to next week.